Bam. Adios. Okay, back to YouTube Live. Oh, it's not disrespect to be on your phone. It's a it's a it's a generational thing. You know, there there's these group of people who think like it's rude if you're at dinner with people and they're texting and it's just like, hey, that's just the way it is now. I mean, not for me. Well, I'm not above that shit, actually. I was going to get on my high horse, but I better I better stay off it for a second. Ryan, you got to figure out this split screen stuff. Yeah, blame Ryan. Thank you so much. Because you guys are always yelling at me for moving the screens around. And I, I, just so you know, there's a delay and I don't even watch the YouTube version. So you guys think I'm watching the YouTube version, but I'm not. Um, Rich and I are watching on some like They're outside better. software called Riverside. Yeah, that's awesome, Rich. That's a great right, angle okay. for you, too. I'm on Wi-Fi now. So. Hey, thanks. I'm about to, I've got it. The phone is sitting in a shoe, like a kid's shoe right now. So got all this high tech equipment. Where are you? In my truck. It's a quiet place, away from the kids. At your house? Yeah. It's my studio, you know? Rich Froning uh, from the Mayhem Empire has probably one of the most beautiful podcast studios known to man, and yet um, he is not soft, and he continues to challenge himself in situations where failure can occur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you know... um, Truck works. Uh, I know you guys want to hear Rich speak, but I got to go off for just a second and explain something to you. So when I was uh, in 2010 or 11, I can't remember. I heard about this guy named Rich Froning. I was CrossFit was exploding. I was at the beginning of um, it was a very small media team. I went out and saw Rich. Um, I felt I was super duper into photography and I felt like meeting Rich was cheating. I was immediately blown away. You couldn't take a bad picture of him. He was cool as shit. He was accommodating beyond belief. He introduced me to his wife, his mom, his dad. He let me into his home. I stayed for a week, I think on a couple occasions. And at the time, Rich didn't have a wife. He didn't have uh, kids. Um, he, I think he maybe just bought his first home. Um, And I was in a similar situation. I didn't have a wife. I didn't have kids. Uh, Neither of us really had money. And we were both, there was, uh, when we came together, I think, I can't speak for Rich, but um, it was two guys who were uh, really embracing life and going hard and having a blast. And for me, it was uh, love at first sight. And over the over the years, as um, Rich's life grew, and he, he, you have four kids now, Rich? Three. Oh, okay. Do you know how many I have? You have four, right? Three. Three? Perfect. Three. Yeah, good yeah. answer. Okay. <laughs> I don't have social media anymore, so. I just, you don't. Well, we'll get to that. So, uh, you know, once you hear, after your friends, no matter how close they are, after they have one kid, you just stop counting. Oh, you're done. It's yeah. done, yeah, for sure. So now Rich has homes, um, coffee shops, um, wives. One home, a uh, wives, no, one wife too, one right? Wife. One wife. One wife. I got sure. I, okay, okay. Um, and you guys all know what he's doing. You, you've seen it. I'm sure we don't know all what he's doing, but he's a very, very busy man. And my life has grown too. And over those years, um, Rich and I, uh, because we had uh, an intimate connection in the early years when there wasn't a lot of um, stuff around us, we connected. And over the years, we grew apart. And um, as his business grew and my my business grew, um, there were there were times when uh, there were there were bumps in the road, and I wouldn't say anything of it was. Um, I never saw any of it as part of his character. I don't know if he saw it as part of my character. I think we both know that there were a lot more pieces. But then when the two of us came together and it was just man to man, we would always stay connected. But we did. But we did drift apart, and it wasn't. Um, it wasn't something I enjoyed, but um, we both had to do what we had to do. And uh, it, it's, it's not, it's, there's no like um, vicious drama. It all worked out great for us. Um, but what is really weird, to, but what is really telling about Rich and is that he has no, he has no reason to come on this podcast. And um, <laughs> th- there's a, uh, I'm. I wanted I'm, to talk to you. That's why I'm here. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, and so, and I'm, and I'm excited and I'm, I'm super duper excited that he's le- letting me leverage 
wanting to talk to me by helping me uh, pursue this this whole podcast thing. So it, it um it's huge. This is like a this is like a, a huge moment for me. So you guys bear bear with bear with me and bear with uh, Rich here. I'm happy to see you again. Yeah, you're the man, buddy. You're the man. Um, I own when when Rich won the CrossFit Games. Um, you're still with Reebok, Rich. Yes. Er, yep. I've got uh, two years left on my contract, two and a half. And is that the original contract you signed? No. Uh, this would be my third contract with them. Awesome. Congratulations, ma'am. Um, when Rich won the CrossFit Games, I bought uh, – well, I didn't buy. I asked uh, Reebok for 10 of these shirts, and they thought I was ridiculous. Um, I wear at least one Rich Froney shirt every single day. That's not hyperbole. Um, it is like my go-to shirt. Uh, when Usually when the day's over – I, I slap on one of these and I have 10 from this year and 10 from the year after. And I think, I know people think I'm crazy and they're like, but it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. I appreciate that. Thanks for the support. Are you terrified that Tommy Hackenbrook's putting a team together for next year? Are you just shivering in your boots? I love Tommy. No, <laughs> I, 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 I love Tommy. I just heard about this yesterday. Actually, Andrea texted us or no, no, who told me? Uh, Andrea told us that Christy Ermo is putting together a team. Who else? Somebody else. One of the guys that works out in the barn in the afternoons um, said that Tommy posted something about it. Like I said, I last March, I guess it was, I removed all social media from my phone. So I don't really know anything about what's going on in the CrossFit world day to day. So you're not even doing your own Instagram anymore? So what I do is I... Uh, we have Jennifer at mayhem runs it. Um, I, I either clean up kind of, she'll either write up something like if it's a sponsor, something, something that we have to get in. Um, I don't really touch those that much. Um, but for the most part, you know, I I'll send a picture or, Hey, will you put this tag on it or whatever? I just got to where, I mean, and you know how it is you get, um, connected or get on your phone and it just kind of snowballs and it was taking time away from my family. And, um, I just, there was no good coming out of social media for me. And so I decided to kind of step back from it and have not turned back since and absolutely love it, to be honest. So it is essentially me on my Instagram, but I'm not typing any, any of the stuff that goes on to the actual app. And there's so much access to you on all the media you guys have going anyway. Yeah, we do a lot of YouTube and, um, you know, all of our, our mayhem athlete stuff. Uh, we have kind of a live stream that, you know, we do a lot of back and forth with people. So, um, you know, I, I just, like I said, I, I'm, I'm weak uh, when it comes to that stuff. The algorithm knows what to, how to attack me. And so, um, I'd rather spend that time with my kids. So it's been good. Is it, um, so, so it would be scrolling, not DMS. Yeah. Yeah. Scrolling. I would just, you know, and I didn't even follow anybody. I would just go to the discover and you just, before you know it, you're, you know, 20 clicks deep. And I was like, all right, this is, there's nothing productive coming out of this. So what do you do when you go to the bathroom now? Uh, I try to either, uh, look at sports news. Um, I try to stay away from anything real world news. I mean, I do read into that stuff, but, uh, man, it's just, there's just so much happening on the planet to bring you down. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. How do you stay within a pretty tight radius of your, of your compound? Of my compound? Um, yeah, we, everybody kind of, uh, talks talks about that but yeah I, i'm a homebody i like being home you know we do travel quite a bit uh but if i'm if i'm here i try to stay here as much as i can i just you know i i like to you know the barn where we train i'd say 75 percent of the time is within 100 yards of the house so the kids can come back and forth and in and out and uh you know they make up their own workouts or just trash everything else around here. Um, or if I go to the gym, uh, nine times out of 10, they'll go with me and just kind of hang out and run around. So, you know, they, they really like hanging out with dad right now. And I know in probably five or six years, um, they're not going to want to hang out with dad as much. So I want to get as much in as I can and, and have as much time with them right now while they do like, while they do like me. Um, would you, could you stay like, is, are there, would a three day period go by and you didn't leave the property? Uh, yeah, that happens pretty regularly. Yeah. That's awesome. So you've made your own, you've made your own, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Garden of Eden. Oasis. Like, yeah. Oasis. Oasis. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, the, awesome. You know, it, 
the only thing we're missing at this point. I would like to have some type of pool uh, just to get so dang hot. You know, we will go up to like for swimming, like actual swimming laps. That's really the only piece of equipment or piece of anything that I'm missing from my entire fitness. Like we just built some trails up in the woods so we can uh, now mountain bike in the woods if we want to. Um, like I said, pool is pretty much all we're missing. What are you waiting for? I don't know. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And you probably want something crazy too, right? I, I would like to have a lap pool. That's that's my only thing about it is I'd like to have one lane of, of a lap pool. You know, that's uh, that's not too much to ask, but the wife so, thinks it is. So what are you think, saying, like a 20 by 50 pool or a 10 by 50? Or, uh, or are you thinking a, lap, uh, a, a well, lane next to a, a giant pool for the kids? <laughs> a lane next to a pool that the kids can enjoy. I mean, you know how yeah. kids, kids and pools, it's the only way to get them to sleep, you know, in the summer. It, it keeps them busy for hours. So, I, you know, really, honestly, that's what it's all about. Is like, I want the kids to, they, you know, be active and, and they love that type of stuff, getting in the pool. And um, like I said, it's a really good babysitter. You just got to hang out and watch them. How many acres are you on? Uh, we have 165 now um, between, yeah, 165. And does that stress you out? Um, you know, we've got the, the bison herd on probably 50 of it. So that probably 50 of it needs to be, be, you know, overly maintained. Uh, the rest of it is just pretty much woods. And then some, a little bit of pasture that we use for some hay. Uh, we have some horses too out, out the other side. So, um, it doesn't really stress me out. There's not a, you know, there's, there's some work, obviously you need to make sure the fences and all that stuff are good and the, the animals are all right. Uh, the cool thing about bison is they're pretty hands off. Uh, they're really cool to look at though. There's, you know, there's a ton of history with them and, uh, there's just something, I don't know, primal, I guess about, you know, looking out and seeing bison in the front yard. I have a half acre and it stresses me out. I mean, I, I, <laughs> Honestly, enjoy, I enjoy it, but fuck man, there's a lot to do. Well, there's a half acre. There's a lot more. You can see it. It's, you know, kind of front and center with the 165 acres. A lot of it you don't even see because it's woods and all that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it is stressful, but it's, uh, it's a good stress. You know, I mean, you know, my parents, there's always something to do. So for me, it's, it's a lot of the same where I just, you know, something to do and something for the kids. It's been pretty cool. You know, the, the whole reason we started the farm in the first place was, Growing up, I never had, we didn't live on a working farm, but we had chores and stuff to do. So I wanted the kids and, um, you know, wanted some, the, us to have some chores and some stuff that we could take care of together. And so it's come full circle. You know, the coolest thing was, I guess, last, it was last December. It's starting to, you know, spit snow. It was kind of a crappy evening and uh, I had to go put out hay for the bison. And Lakeland looks at me and she's like, oh, I want to go. And I'm like, Lakeland, it's, it's dark it's 30 degrees outside. It's like, it's not, it's not fun out. Like you can help me tomorrow. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm coming. I want to help. And so for an hour we were out there putting hay out and she was right there with me. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, man, this is, this is why we did this in the first place. So it's been pretty cool. Like this morning, um, you know, it's this, this time of year, I get to spend a lot more time and a lot less stressed, um, with the kids. And so this morning Lakeland went to school. So me and the little two went out and checked fences and, um, just got out there and kind of checked. We put the bison in a new pasture out back and they haven't been out in that one yet. So I just wanted to make sure they were kind of, um, handling it. Okay. And so me and the little two went out there and while we were driving in the truck, we found some Turkey feathers. So they're fighting over who gets which Turkey feather. And you know how it is kids, man, I don't know about your kids, but my kids just pick at each other and just fight all the time. And, that's really the only source of any type of them in trouble all the time is like, they just pick at each other, but it is what it is. Kids. How, how old are your kids? Uh, Lakeland is seven, uh, Trice. So Richard the third, he is uh, four and then Violet is three. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is when they're in the house, there's a lot of that picking on each other and a lot of that fighting, but like yeah. if you open the door and like let them out into the wild, oh. it, yeah, yeah. It just kind of like, yeah, that, that is pretty good for us, I will say, except for we have an in-ground trampoline and they just fight the wrestle. You know, Hillary is, uh, she's a mama bear, so she, and she grew up with a sister, so she doesn't understand that, hey, a little wrestling's okay. Like, I tell them ground game is okay, but once you start swinging, then we're having problems, you know? Uh, but she does not stand for that. She does not appreciate that or like that. Yeah, my kids wrestle a lot. The, the, the kicking in the face is hard to watch. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I try to, I try, I try not to step in, but I'm not good at it. I always, ah, yeah. no, no, we're not going to hey, kick no, in the face. No, we're not doing that. Or, <laughs> or if they're running away and Lakeland comes up and just shoves him twice from the back, which happens a lot, especially if he's going towards no clipping, you know, something no concrete clipping. or something. Yep. Exactly. I'm like, no shoving in the back. Um, so, you know, I try to let them handle most of their stuff between them, but I, w- I do step in quite a bit. I get in trouble more though for not stepping in than I do for stepping in. But right, right, me do. too. Um, th- there's the uh, what? What are the roles? The, the mom's role is to nurture. Yeah, I, it's the it, the mom's role is kind of to protect the kids from the dad. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> accurate. That's definitely accurate in our situation. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the roughhouser or the you know I'm I'm a glorified playmate. I'm not good with kids until they're about eight months to nine months old. Um, I'm a glorified playmate. That's, you know, the whole deal with, with me and Hillary's an incredible nurturer. She's an incredible mother. Um, she is a protector and like, just, you know, wants them safe. And, uh, she's incredible with that. And I want my kids safe, but I want them to learn how to be safe, uh, by doing dangerous things, you know? Right. I fully get it. You know, it's funny. I, um, I, over, over the years, uh, when you ste- when you stepped away from individual competition, one of the reasons, as I recall, that you gave was that, like, hey, I need to spend more time with my family. And I always wondered, until hearing you talk now, I wonder if that's true. Because it's hard to see that from the outside because you're doing team and you're doing right. so much. But look, here we are 10 minutes into the conversation and you're telling me about last night going out with Lakeland and, and, and today going out with your kids. So you really are getting in that kid time. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is I probably train similar to the amount of time, um, if we're being a hundred percent honest, but when I'm done training, I'm done training. I'm not all consumed, obsessed with what I'm going to do tomorrow. I mean, obviously there's probably six weeks out of the year, the final six weeks leading up to the games, um, where that is in my head. But this time of year, even when I was an individual, I was thinking about, all right, what do I got to do? I still need to maintain. I got to do this. I got to do that. Um, I mean, to be the best in the world at anything. I mean, you talk to Matt quite a bit, you know, you have to be obsessed uh, to be the best. And I knew that, uh, I couldn't do that and be a dad. And so, uh, like I said, I still train probably as much. I'm a lot smarter about, you know, how I, you know, get in, get out all that type of stuff. Um, but I'm not, when I'm done training, I'm not thinking about what I need to be doing training wise next or stress. If I miss something, you know, like there's been, there was times this year where Lakeland had soccer games on Saturday morning, relatively early, or, you know, right around the time we would normally train. And I would, I'd miss that session. Uh, I'd make it up later somehow. Um, but it wasn't either with the whole group or whatever it was. And I wasn't probably doing as much as I thought I would need to do, but, um, she's definitely more important than you know a missed training session so 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 really it's like that it's like um hillary will tell you'll see pop up on your calendar or hillary will tell you hey the, uh, lakeland has a soccer game saturday at 9 a.m and you and you won't do your training you'll go to the soccer game huh yeah i won't yeah or, or i might get up a little bit earlier than i normally would an hour or two earlier and try to get something in um you know we're all psychos and i i think you're probably the same way where i need to do something or else i'm not pleasant to be around yeah um, we've been doing this so long that it's like all right, just, I just need to get out of breath, break a sweat, something like that. Um, just to make me feel better, I guess. And so, you know, that might happen or I might, you know, like I said, do it later on, whatever it is, but it might not be the whole quality of session that I normally would on a Saturday. So, um, and you know, that's really where the point, like when I get to the point where I feel like I'm missing more of that stuff, um, training wise and not, uh, a valued or, or productive member of the team. That's when I'll step away from that as well. You know, it's the, um, the kids are always going to, and my parents were incredible with that. Um, my, you know, we're always going to, the kids are going to be at the forefront for sure. It, um, this morning. So this morning, uh, you and I were texting, we were trying to set up a time and you're like, Hey, I'm going to grab a workout and then let's do this. And I said, okay. Yep. And then I'm like thinking to myself, fuck this guy. This guy's going to go get all <laughs> clear eyed and shit and bright eyed and be all yep, alert. And you're not. Yeah. And I'm not. So I'm like, all right. So I text you back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to ride the assault bike for 15 minutes hard, jump in the shower. I'm yep. not going to let him. <laughs> yep. Yep. Can't uh, one up. You can't FOMO that. You probably did a lot more than 15 minutes on the assault bike. But for me, that was like, okay, I'm going to, and I pushed really hard and I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. not going to let him be sharper than me. There you go. There you go. That mental clarity of the fit the fitness just kind of clears out all the junk. But you didn't shower, I bet. I did not. No, I'm still in. Uh, I sweat 
it's it's kind of you know everybody jokes or makes fun of me because i never have a shirt on but if i'm to wear a shirt through a workout uh it's gonna add probably another 10 pounds with how much i sweat so vest uh, training it's vest training when you wear a shirt well yeah well earlier we did a vest workout so we're there's two things that i'm kind of training for right now um we're doing an off-road triathlon next weekend um, so it's more of a sprint. It's just an 800 swim, a 17 mile mountain bike, and then a three and a half mile trail run. I did one last year. I'd done a couple triathlons and I just didn't really enjoy the on the road versions, but we did an off-road one last year and had a ton of fun. Um, so we're doing that. So I'm kind of preparing for that a little bit. When I say training, like I'm just adding a little bit of an endurance session every couple of days, just so I don't look like a jackass out there with all the actual, uh, really good endurance people. And then we're going on an elk hunt in September um kind of backwoods back country um and so preparing for that so today we just did it was like a 400 meter jog um a 30 box step ups to 20 inches and then a 240 foot sled push uh for eight rounds so it was like 40 something minutes so it was just kind of a slow grind with with a 20 pound vest who's we uh me and angelo DeChico. Uh, awesome is 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 he like is he all there all year round that guy. Yeah. So Angelo, Angelo lives in Cookville. Uh, he's a firefighter in, uh, at, in at Cookville city fire. Uh, we kind of joke that Angelo did my career in reverse where he won the games as a teen and then went to be a firefighter. Uh, but now Angelo is a great kid. He's going through EMT school right now. Uh, but firefighting. And then I think he's doing the, uh, Madrid, uh, event in October, I think. So he's kind of training for that right now. Um, did, Really well in the semifinal. I was proud of him. He wasn't really going to compete this year, and we needed an alternate. And so uh, I, I said, hey, I need you to do the Open. So he did the Open and then qualified for a semifinal or for a quarterfinal, and then through the quarterfinals qualified for the semifinal. So it's been good to have him around. He's a good kid. He's an idiot like all of us at 21, 22, uh, but he's a good kid and uh, proud of him, proud of what he's doing. So he's going on the elk hunt with us and actually doing the triathlon with us. So we've been kind of – just kind of grinding. What a trip just to have someone just in the stable of athletes around you that you're like, Hey, we need you as an alternate. Make sure you get past the, yeah, get to right, the semifinals. Right. Yeah. Um, Rich, do you know anyone who sweats more than you? Have you, have you ever like, like looked over at someone and been like, Oh shit, you sweat a lot. There's people that I, that sweat probably equal to me, but I, I'm a pretty, uh, I'm pretty aggressive sweater. So, uh, one of Scott Vandersloot, one of our camera guys, he sweats pretty good. Uh, oh, that's tough as a camera guy. That's yeah, tough. Yeah. Scott, that's not like, good. He works, Scott like works his hand sweat and shit. He's just like, you'll look at him and he's, you know, he does a lot of moving though while we're working out. Like, you know, he's very, uh, he's very involved camera guy, but he gets pretty sweaty. I've been, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, wow, that's impressive. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. There's a lot have of you ever, sweat have you ever destroyed a weight vest? Have you ever had to retire a weight vest? Cause you just, you've sweated out like, I was looking at mine today. Uh, it's from the games, I guess in 16, maybe when we got them and it's, it's about to that point where it's, it's starting to unravel. So I think it's, it's time. Like it's got, and it started and it's like got, poke me in spots, you know, like it has some like salt buildup. Salt yeah, build it's up. gross. Yeah, it's gross. It weighed 10 pounds when you got it with no <laughs> plates and now it weighs 15 because of all the salt. Yeah, in it. Exactly. Exactly. Rich, I'm, I'm reading this book. Um, I've re- been the last couple of books I've read is a book called range and a book called bounce. And then, um, and the premises is like what, that there's really people with a broad range of skills. It's better to have a broad range of skills than be a specialist. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing you say, you know, early on that, you know, that you, as much as you love CrossFit, that you think kids should be playing a lot of different sports and a lot of different activities. And then I was um, reading this, I'm reading this book bounce and it's talking about what to say to kids, basically what you can say to ruin them and what you can say to make them achieve. And then I keep seeing confirmation of it. One of the confirmations I saw the other day was um, I saw uh, Khabib. Do you know who that is? Nurma Gamenov. UFC guy. Yeah. Champion. And he was saying that after his fights, he would win a fight and then he would call his dad back in Russia and his dad would tell him he wouldn't, his dad would never say, Hey, congratulations. His dad would just tell him all the things he's done wrong. And, um, and, and in this book bounce, they were saying that like, Hey, you shouldn't tell a kid that they're smart because when you tell a kid that they're smart and they start to believe it, what it does is it builds a fear of failure in them. Mm 
because then they don't want to try anything that would expose the fact that they're not smart because they're living up to this, their parents trying to say they're smart. And so if I understood the book correctly, um, basically the thing to tell your kid is, is man, you're a hard worker, man, you're a hard worker because in the end, hard work is what pays off. Just grind. And to tie this back, and, and I would like to get your input on it, but to tie it back, when I first came out to visit you, your dad, you know, jokingly and Jess, but I'm sure there's some truth to it, said, hey, the only reason why Rich Froning Jr. is so fit is because of his chores. I put this kid to work. Yep. Um, does any of that resonate with you? Did, did your dad, was, did your dad, how did your dad encourage you to, to like not be afraid of failure? How did your mom encourage you to not be af- afraid of failure? And were, and were you always just a grinder? Honestly, I think, you know, for my, with my parents, um, there's like, not, who are like, you trying I, to impress? I, I think them, I think, you know, there's a lot of things I think that go into, you know, just why, you know, it's almost like a perfect storm of a bunch of things. You know, I grew up, uh, we did like chores. We, there was, I used to get so, um, like mad when my friends would come over because my parents, I just felt like they were like, Ooh, more, more hands for chores. Um, you know, when I would go up to Michigan, my aunts, you know, it was like, Hey, we had chores to do. There was all these types of, we, there was a ton of us cousins. So, um, but my, my parents, I guess I'm, I say that to say they didn't just Hey, go do this, fix this, whatever. They were either out there with us or doing something else working. So they led by example. Um, there was never like, I didn't feel like they were telling us just to, to make us do something. It was like something needed to get done and they were going to go do their, you know, whatever they had to get done. And so they were there. I always say that they're the two hardest working people in any room that I've ever been in. And so for me, the leadership style that I've always had is not a ton of words. I'm not, you know, going to do a rah, rah, pep, pep speech or anything like that. I, I really hate, uh, I'm not a huge fan of, of slogans or like, you know, motivational speeches or motivate, I like, you know, motivational talk, that type of stuff. Um, it's more of a, a lead by example. And so, um, there was that, there was the, as a kid, you know, there's, I'm one of, on my mom's side alone, uh, there's 32 of us, first cousins, 25 of us are boys. The seven girls are just as good of athletes as the 25 boys. And so everything, every family get together, it was, Hey, let's see who can run around the pond the fastest. Let's see who can swim across the fastest, who can ride their bike the fastest. And so as a kid, I thought that was, Hey, uh, they want us to see who the most dominant cousin is. And now I realize they were just trying to make us tired. Um, you know, now that I have kids, I'm like, Oh, I get it now. But, um, at the time, you know, it was, Hey, it was this competition that was, um, you know, fight to the death for the the greatest cousin. And so I don't know, all of those type of things, I guess, kind of blended into why I am the way that I am and, and how I, um, either parent or how I compete or anything like that. And so, you know, I know that there's, there's some holes in a lot of that stuff, but, um, you know, it all kind of worked out in the end, I think. So, so culturally, it, it sounds like my upbringing too. My parents were always the first one awake. Mm-hmm. I never, I can't ever remember seeing my mom or dad ever sleep in. Right. And they were the last one up at night mm-hmm. and they, and, and they, and they didn't, and, and when they went to bed, they weren't watching TV. They were like working, cleaning the kitchen. My mom was an attorney. She'd have her shit set out on the table. My dad would be like at the store late. So, and you're right. That's interesting. And my parents, and I said, who are you trying to impress? But maybe the other, the other side of the coin is, is who are you trying not to let down? Let down. Right? Yep. It's, it's yep. kind of like the same thing. Yeah. And, and my, and, um, and that other thing that they said about people telling you that you're smart, that really resonated with me too, because as a child, I remember like people were always telling me, you're so smart, you're so smart, you're so smart. And then I never wanted to do anything that would expose the fact that I I wasn't smart, but hard work was always like grinding and like, Hey, um, dig that hole. Well, you couldn't, you can't fuck that up. So I was like, yeah, I can do that. Or like we would go to a, uh, you know, a banquet or something, someone would be like, set the table. And you're like, yeah, I'll fold more napkins than any other kid here. And I'll fold them better. Right. But you probably weren't. So when you said chores, you probably had different chores than me. Like I was told, like, get the vacuum cleaner and dust the corners. And that would take, Oh like, man, we had that. I did that type of stuff. We had, you know, house depending on time of the year, but there were house chores. There were like, you know, we had to weed flower beds. We had to, you know, my <clears> mom <throat> used to, which is crazy. She would, 
around trees in the yard, she would want us to edge and pull yes. the weeds yes. away from the tree. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, what the hell? What? Uh, we had to pick up at, we had these kind of apple trees, uh, on the property. We'd have to get up, pick up sour apples so they wouldn't, you know, get bees all over the place. And I don't know, like it was just at the time I'm like, what, why are we doing this stupid stuff? But, um, now I look back and I'm like, all right, I, you know, I appreciate that. It's, Hey, you can go do the, the lowliest job there is cause somebody's got to do it. And, and, um, like I said, my parents and, you know, they were never above doing any of that stuff. They just, if they had more hands to help, they were going to have more hands to help. Did, um, did your mom have an edger? Uh, like a stick with shovel. that? Oh, okay. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Stick with the wheel. Yeah. No, we just used a shovel and you just kind of like, you wouldn't really dig it. You just kind of pop it up and then you'd pull the weeds and tamp out the dirt and then chuck the dirt and you'd come by with a wheelbarrow and pick it up. My aunt, uh, she, you know, if the, the grass got too long when she would mow. Um, they had five, six acres and that she had six boys. Um, she would mow and it was before they had like baggers for the extra grass clippings. And so we'd have to walk around with a wagon, scrape up some grass, throw it in the wagon, pitch it in the weeds. And, you know, for two and a half hours, we would do that. That was the worst. And then if you got in trouble, they had a big pond. And in Michigan, you have swimming ponds and they'd have decorative rocks around it. If you got in trouble, you'd pick weeds for 45 minutes or whatever it was. So like, a like out of the decorative rocks, I hate weeding. That's the one thing on this planet. I, I absolutely despise. Yeah. I was scarred from that as a kid too. And whoever invented that wheel should have their ass beat. Yep, exactly. Cause that would, that's horrible. Um, what do you do? What do you do? Do you have any stuff like that you do domestic stuff that you do that would surprise us? Like every morning I wake up, I take the dog out at 6am and I walk around my backyard barefoot with like five poop bags. Just like, I'm like obsessed with like there not being any poop that my kids step in or, um, like, uh, I love doing the wash. I don't like folding the clothes, but I love yeah. putting the, the clothes in the wash and putting the soap in and making sure like it gets an extra rinse. And all that. Do you do any of that stuff? Oh man, I do all of it really. You know, I, I don't really clean up poop. Um, our dogs are pretty good about going outside the yard. Um, but when's the you know, last time I, you stepped in poop? Last time I stepped in poop or tried yeah. stepped in poop. Um, <laughs> last time I've stepped in poop. It's been a while. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Like the, kids, the kids randomly step in poop, but, it's been a long time, actually. The, uh, honestly, I don't know if they, they're the feet, their feet, because the the uh, rubber around the barn out here is so dirty. I guess just from outside weather and stuff. That Trice yesterday looked like he came out of a coal mine. His shins were black. His stomach's black because he didn't have a shirt on. His he had like black on his face. All this everywhere. So um, yeah, there could have been some shit in there. Who knows? Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I vacuum. Um, you know, there's never any, like, I won't, we don't have any, I guess, gender assigned, uh, chores. Like if something needs to be vacuumed, I'll vacuum. If Hillary wants to vacuum, she'll vacuum, you know. Uh Oh, we lost him. We lost him. We lost you. Rich, we lost you. We lost your audio. Ryan, you have any thoughts on that? Is that my fault or is that Rich's fault? Can you guys not hear me or you don't hear Rich? Oh, good. That makes me feel so much better. Still hear me? I, yeah, I hate vacuuming. You know, I don't like Oh, I don't like vacuuming because I don't like breaking the vacuum cleaner out. And I don't like putting the cord away. But like sometimes my wife will vacuum and leave it out. And so then I'll be like, shit, I'll get a few miles in on this thing. But there then I just, <laughs> I just put it back in go. the corner and hope we someone have, else riles the cord up. We have the central vac. Oh, that's nice. So it, it is nice, but it's also a pain in the ass as well. Um, I don't really know. Like sometimes I don't, you, like you, there you have this little mess, right? That you got to clean up. But you have to get this, you know, 25 foot piece of hose out and coil it up and it's usually downstairs because it's the only place it's out of the you know what honestly what i hate the most what turning lights off oh because everybody in my house my house turns the lights on upstairs downstairs like we have you know we have three levels with the basement and the kids play downstairs well they leave all the lights on downstairs well then at the end of the night they played upstairs at some point and they turned the light left the lights on upstairs and so 
I have to, and I'm usually really sore by the end of the day. So I have to shuffle downstairs, turn off all the lights, shuffle all the way back upstairs, turn off the lights. Cause the kids are afraid to go in the dark once they turn off the lights, you know, that type of deal. So it's, you know, being, that's a sign that you're getting old. That's old. awesome. Oh, are, that's what are, it is. Are, are, are you like, are you like, shit, I sound like my parents. I know. I know. Right. Um, you said you get, uh, you mentioned getting sore. Um, when I was, how old are you? You're 35. 34. Yeah. Just turned 34. Okay. So I found CrossFit when I was 34 and, um, when I would work out, I would get sore the next day. Now I'm 49 and sometimes it takes me two days to get sore. It's bizarre. I, I, yep. I'm, ass, I'm assuming yep. that's normal as you get older, but I'll be like normal. the next day I'll be like, shit, I'm not sore at all. I'm, I'm a beast. I'm yeah. good. And then the next day I'm crippled. Are you noticing that the, your soreness is taking longer and longer to set in? Yeah. I, uh, it usually is now like either the afternoon after a hard day or the next morning. Like, and who's calling you rich? Didn't who's, who's calling you? I'm going to text them and slap them around random people. That was like, a, <laughs> that was one that I don't even know. So, um, and so it, uh, you still hear me? I don't know why I, it's doing. I'm here. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So, uh, it was this week. I, uh, we, we kind of still do some stuff with coach B. And so I was doing some, he, the, I guess. Hey guys, his audio went out again. Rich, your audio went out again. Rich. Rich, hey, Rich, Rich, your audio went out. I'm waggling my finger at him, hoping he'll see it that we can't hear him. Oh, maybe he can't see me. That's why he's not He's not stopping talking. Ryan, what do you think? What's going on? How come he, he, he's still talking? Do I have to text him? We can't hear you? <laughs> I can't. I can't hear you. We need a signal so when I can't, uh, I can't hear him. Bam. <laughs> Not now either. Hi, babe. Well, it's going good. Um, we got Rich on. We got his face on. That's like 51%, but we just have it struggling with audio a little bit. But we see his face. That's always a good part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Rich. My wife says, all we need is your face. <laughs> nope. Can't hear you. That would be an incredible way to end the show, right? We're just warming up. I said it before that Ford hacked into his phone. Who's Ford? That truck is beeping like mad once in a while. Yeah, it's good. It's all good. This is the best CF podcast, but breathe, move, adapt is closing ground. Breathe, move, adapt. Let's go check it out. God, I hope they take over so I can go back to my kids. How's that? Good. Hey, Rich, it's, I'm in airplane mode now, so hopefully that'll fix it. Oh, that's awesome. That gave me a chance to um to read some of the, the comments. It sounds like that there's a better podcast than mine coming up. It's called Breathe, Move, Adapt. Oh, nice. Who's that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but I'm excited about it because then I can stop podcasting. I'm, I'm only there doing it because I'm the best. There I, you I feel, go. I, I, feel, I feel an obligation. So soreness. So, sorry, I missed the soreness, the soreness thing. So, so your soreness is changing as you get older. Yeah. So it's usually two days. I was saying that we, we do uh, a lot of stuff with coach B and for some reason he decided after the games that, uh, the cycle is a lot of heavy squatting. And so on Monday there was some back squats and then some front squats and it wasn't incredible, like nothing high percentage, but it was kind of a 10, eight and then three sets of six and then four or five sets of five front squat. And by Wednesday I was more sore than I was after the CrossFit game. So that was fun. Um, are, did you know that Jacob Hepner and Josh are supposed to fight? And I say yeah, supposed yeah. to. I, I saw, uh, I saw both of them at the games, and I, I've talked to Josh a little bit about his boxing career. And um, it started off that it was going to be in Vegas, and then it moved to Jacksonville, Florida. And you probably don't know this since you're not on social media, but it, now it's been moved to Dubai. Oh wow! And the guy on the main card. Um, the the guy from Game of Thrones, I think it's ha- I I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Half Thor. Oh okay, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, he uh, was strongman, right? Yes, sir. And he was supposed to fight Eddie Hall, and I guess that guy dropped out um, uh, okay. due to due to an injury. So so it's got some issues. Although I'm still excited to see whatever. Oh, do you know who Maurice Pujanowski is? Of course, you know who that is, right? Yeah, strongman from when we were kids. Man, right? yeah. yeah. I guess he's going to step up and possibly fight him. Is there anything, uh, and it sounds like some of these guys, it sounds like, you know, Josh does like boxing, but it sounds like some of these other guys like Jacob Hepner, when he came on the podcast was very clear that basically he's doing it for the money. I mean, he likes new sports, but if the money wasn't right, right, he wouldn't do it. Is there anything that you, would you do something like that if the money was right? Like, would you do like, you know, I know people are always saying, Hey, he should do a one-on-one with Matt Fraser as a CrossFit uh, workout. Or would you ever do a boxing? Like if the money was right, like if someone was like, Hey, Rich, uh, we want you to fight Josh, and he, after he beats up Jacob Hepner, here's a half million dollars. Yeah, I mean, for the right money, you can't. Uh, you know, I got I got kids, I got stuff to think about in the future. So yeah, I mean, um, as much as people want to say money doesn't matter, it does. You know, money does speak. So uh, yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't like getting. Hit, I wouldn't want to get hit in the face. You know, I'm pretty soft when it comes to that. So uh, how about how much would it take for you to fight Half Thor to go to Dubai and fight Half Thor? He'd probably kill me with one punch. Um, so it probably a lot, you know, it depends on what my hospital bills are and how that's going to, what's what it's going to cost in, uh, in damage to the future. That's the big problem. It's crazy that they have to find someone to fight him. Yeah. I mean, it's not crazy. Have you seen the guy? He's huge. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, how are they going to find someone? You, You can't find like the genetics don't exist. Yeah, it's not. I don't think, right? And it, and it's it, yeah, it would be very dangerous. Um, so off social media, um, when you work out, do you have your phone near you? Uh, pretty yeah. I mean, in the barn wherever we're at, but not on me. On me. Do you check your text? Like, if you're if you're in there, how long is a session? Like one or two hours? How long was it, your session this morning? This morning was that forty-five minute, an hour probably total was set up. We didn't warm up; just went kind of straight into it. it really depends on time of the year, um, how long my regular sessions are. Um, this time of year, maybe an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon. And will you check your phone during that time? Depends on you know if it's an interval or something like that. I might. Um, that's my problem with a lot of missed text. Usually, is that I either see it in the middle of a workout and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get back to it. Um, and I completely forget, uh, that's usually what happens. Yeah. That happens a lot. And then do sometimes like, like your dad or your mom will text you and you'll purposely not open it because you know, you need to give it your full attention. And then like six hours later, you're like, Oh shit. Mainly my wife. Oh yeah. Do they, does your wife understand that? Yeah. That's with my wife too. If my wife sends me a text, I purposely, like if I've got my hands full, I purposely want to open it and then forget. And then I have to, then I explain that to her. Like, Hey, your text needs my undivided attention. (laughs) It can't just be like, Oh, Hillary knows if she needs me, needs me. She calls more than once. Then I'm like, okay, I'll stop whatever I'm doing to answer. And then most of the time, uh, I answer out of breath and she'll, if it's important, she'll say, I need you to stop. Or she'll just say, call me back when you're done. So just power call you. Yeah. Yeah. Basically just wants to assert her dominance over my life. (laughs) You've had the same phone since his phone number, as long as I've known you, is it getting crazy? Have you ever been tempted to change your phone number? Like Jesus Christ. Only in the the last probably six months, to be honest, uh, has been some random, like people found my uh, phone number on the internet. I don't know how, but for the most part, it's been pretty, I guess, safe. So, yeah, man, you 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 really are aging. You don't want to get punched in the face. Nope. You're off of social media. Yep. And you're considering switching, you know, not considering, but you've had the thought like, hey, maybe this phone number's run its course. Yeah, maybe. It, yeah, I've had it since I got a phone when I was, what, 14 or 15, 16, I guess, when I started driving. So that's the only phone number you've ever had your entire life? The only phone number I've ever had. And how many text messages do you think you get a day? Too many. Uh, 500 right now, my phone, when I came back on this, I had 21 text messages and it was clear when we, and it was at zero when we started the zero. Yeah. I have a weird phobia of having red numbers on my phone of having what numbers, red numbers, you know, like the, like the color red, like, you know, the, where it says you have three emails or you have three text messages or three missed calls or voicemails. I have a phobia of that. Wow. Not I kind of get, but it just stresses me out. Yeah. I, I know someone like that too, that no matter what they open every single email, do you open every yep. single email you get? I'll archive it, 
but it still gets off. The number goes away. Wow. That's amazing. You know who else is like that? Who? Dave is like that. Is he? Yeah. I can't yeah. do it. Like when I see people that have thousands of like emails, it really gives me anxiety. Wow. That's awesome. And do you do email still? Yeah. Yeah. I've got two, like I've got three emails, I think. And you, and you go on email every day. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my toilet check usually is check my emails first thing in the morning. Wow. I would have thought that that would have been like one of the first things that you just fuck that. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I still like to, I still like to talk to people, you know, um, I'm not a complete hermit. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I like my, I like my people. Are, would you consider yourself a relationship expert? No. No? Don't no. you have don't you have to be? Uh, are, yeah. is anybody a relationship expert really though? Have you learned things about having relationships that are vital over the years? For sure. I've screwed up more relationships than I've had good relationships. I would I would go with that. I'm I'm not great with confrontation and usually I just kind of ignore it. Uh, versus actually going at it. And so over the last couple of years, communication, something that I uh, am trying to work on, have not mastered, but something I definitely need to work on um, and is vital to relationships. Um, it, and any key lessons from there that you, you, you'd like to share? Like, uh, I mean, obviously one elephant in the room is, you know, me and Matt, the whole thing that happened uh, a couple months ago, uh, really could have just came down to better communication between the two of us. And so basically just get ahead, just get ahead of things. Yep. Get ahead of things, not let things snowball, uh, and really turn into something that it's not, you know? Uh, right. Right. And, 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 and that, and you, and you know, like, um, I guess that's, ev- I guess that's everyone. You yeah. start spinning like so. If I think Rich is mad at me, then I start spinning a narrative, and that narrative not, doesn't help. It's just pushing us further and further and further apart. Now I have this whole. Before I want to talk to you again this morning, I have this whole story that I have to like move to the side, right. so that I can connect with you again. It's like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, there's just you know communication. Are are people allowed to spit on the floor in your gym during the workout? <laughs> Uh, I, I wouldn't really wouldn't appreciate people not like purposely spitting on the floor. You know, if you get a little slobber or whatever, a little, uh, a little sinus, whatever, you know, just clean it up when you're done. But, uh, I don't think anybody should spit on anybody's floor really. Right. In the gym. And if you have to spit, you just spit out the window. You just go yeah, to the barn door doors, and spit out. There's doors within probably a 25 foot, uh, wherever you're at in the barn. So. So if you saw someone doing that, getting back to the communication piece, would you um, say, hey, dude, don't do that? I would just say, hey, go clean that up. And I think they would understand that, hey, I shouldn't do that next time. Oh, there's the problem, Rich. There's the problem. Yeah, I guess they understood. <laughs> assume. Makes an <laughs> ass out of you and me, right? Yeah, maybe you should just try saying, hey, asshole. Hey, don't spit on my floor, please. What's wrong with you? Why would you spit in here? Yeah. I would see people come to HQ back in the day and I would see them working out and I would see them spit on the floor and it would really, really trip me out, especially since there were doors everywhere. It's pretty disrespectful, you know, like, um, yeah, it's almost like it's your home. I, you know, what it is for me, it is my home, but I don't know. Yeah. Somebody else has got to clean that up. You're not going to clean if you're not going to clean it up, if you're going to clean it up, you know, that's a little bit different, but even uh, if I saw you spit in your gym, I wouldn't spit in your gym. Even if like, I just saw you do it. Yeah, I don't spit in my gym. I spit outside. But like I said, here there's, you know, the center of this 50, the barn's 50 foot wide. So you can get to a door, you know, within 25 feet at any point. Um, why do you, what, why do you wear a mouthpiece? I mean, I, I could, and, and do any other athletes wear a mouthpiece? And how did yeah, you get so into that? I, it's been probably a year, year and a half ago. I went to the dentist and the dentist said I was starting to wear some holes in my teeth. Um, and so they wanted me to start wearing some type of mouth guard, uh, when I trained, but they gave me some really, uh, big mouth guard that I couldn't, couldn't really do anything with. And so, um, there's some company reached out airwave and they sent us some, some mouth guards and I actually really liked it. It's kind of a bottom fit mouth guard and it's supposed to help with, you know, cortisol levels and breathing and all that type of stuff. And, 
Um, I like it. It gives me something to think about other than how much I hurt. It gives me, you know, a lot of people talk about how much I actually just play with it, you know, in a workout, but yeah, it's supposed um, to be in your mouth, right? Yeah. 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 Well, in between sets, you know, it comes out and does, you know, whatever, but, um, I, I enjoy it. Like I said, it actually, it, it, I feel like it helps. And like I said, it does take myself, my mind off of, um, the pain a lot of the time as well too. So um it's not for everybody but like i said i like it i like it's pretty easy to to use and it's it's a bottom fit and so it's uh it's pretty secure do you wear it at night when you sleep do you grind your teeth at no night? but i i have a i have a retainer from where i had braces uh that i wear probably i'd say 90 90 percent of the time wow wow yeah. that's i'm I went through, you know, at 30, like an idiot, I went through and got braces. So I was like, I don't want to have to do this ever again, or I'm not going to do this again. So I might as well try to keep them as straight as possible. I'm impressed. Um, is it hailing um, where you live? Hailing? No, it's my kids yeah. beating on my door. That's really, uh, and is, how old is that truck? Uh, this is, uh, I think, an 18. And you're okay with your kids beating on the door? It's a farm truck, you know? That's awesome. Which kid is it? Well, that's both Trice and Violet. Now he's, uh, they're just being animals is what they do. You know, they're in their natural habitat. What is, um, Lakeland shared with you that lets her know, lets you know that she knows what you're doing, what you're up to with your life. Like what could, like what kind of clues has she given you? Like, Oh shit. She's starting to figure this shit out. Yeah. It's been pretty cool over the last couple of years. Um, last, I guess a couple months since she started public school last year, we homeschooled her. Uh, she said she wanted to go to, to actual school. So we said, all right, let's give it a shot. If that's what you want to do, let's do it. And she loves it. Uh, but it was pretty cool. She, after the games, she took my name placard, uh, to school for show and tell. They had to bring five things that, uh, tells who you are. And she, that was what she wanted to do is, uh, to take that. And so, um, I mean, you know, like I've never once told the kids, Hey, let's do a workout or, um, let's go work out, but they're down here now. And if they see us do something, they, you know, they've got their little barbells that they'll start doing workouts, do burpees, do pushups. Lakeland, um, now like tries to make up her own workout. She's like, dad, I'm going to like, after the games is pretty cool. She I'm out here. It was Monday after the games and I just, I have to move. Um, I'm a psycho when it comes to that. Not necessarily the Monday after the games. So the games I, finished I just, on Sunday and Monday you came home and trained. Yeah. I, not trained. I worked out. Uh, there's, you know, there's a difference in training and working out. Um, uh, but I, you know, I was doing my thing on the rower and just doing some dumbbell bench. Like I said, I just had to move. I have to move every day. I just feel better that way. Well, Lakeland's down here and she's kind of made up her own workout where she's running on the assault runner. And then she'd pick up the barbell, do some snatches. She'd climb up the rope. She'd, you know, jump on the box, whatever she's doing. And she, you know, when she'd finished, she was kind of like announcing the whole deal and, you know, uh, she was acting like she was Haley, which was, was really cool. And I, I shared that with Haley. She was pretty down, you know, about where she'd finished and which she did incredible. Um, but I was like, you're still my kid's hero. You know, like she, you know, loves that. And I, I think it's cool that my daughter gets daughters, both of them get to see that, you know, it's okay to do some hard work. They see these girls in here working their butts off and, uh, training hard. And, uh, it's really, really cool. You know, I, I never once thought about, you know, what they see from me, but, um, you know, they, like I said, hard work, um, you know, lead by example type deal versus, you know, tell them a bunch of stuff that, you know, either it's going to go in one year and out the other, but one year, one, when they get older, they might appreciate it. Who was who that buff guy I just saw walking in the background? That was Luke Parker, Luke P from the bachelor, ABC's the bachelor or bachelorette. I don't know which one he was on. One of those two. <laughs> was, he was he the, the bar. Was he the was he the only? I think if you're the only guy, you're the ba- you're the bachelor. Okay, so he was in the bachelorette because he was not the only guy. So there was a bunch of guys he's competing against. Yep. Do you watch that show? Uh, my wife watches that show. She got like a group of ladies that all get together and watch it and love it. And I can't get I I can't do it. Do you have a TV in your bed? Do you have a TV in your bedroom? Yeah, we do. Um, and all of us all five of us sleep in the same bedroom so uh and seven <laughs> if you count the dogs wait it starts like that you guys sleep together and it starts like that uh yeah we so we have a, a mattress so oh this is great we, the this kids makes me feel better about 
um, the tornado that happened probably two years, it's been almost a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. It was pretty devastating to the area. And Hillary got, she got panicked by it. And honestly, it, it shook me up a little bit. Like I just, um, you know, I was a firefighter for years and I'd seen some things, but uh, nothing prepares you for that. So um, when, when that happened, all the kids' bedrooms are upstairs. And so now everybody's all back in our room. And so we have a mattress in the floor for the kids. But if I'm being honest, I sleep in that. Um, yes. I sleep on that by myself, you know, and, and it's yes. great. Honestly, it works. You know, yes. like the girls are in the bed. Trice has his own bed in our room and Dude. I sleep on a queen mattress in the floor. You got to hear this, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> so we, all the kids start in their bedrooms, right? Yep. Yep. And actually they have their own bedrooms, but they don't, they don't sleep in their own bedrooms. They all sleep in one giant king size bed in the twins room together. So we put them to bed and then uh, we, and then usually like I'll stay up in front of my computer by till like midnight, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'll see at least one or two go marching by into my bedroom, you know? And, uh, then usually by, and then, so one day, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I just said, fuck this. And I just went online and ordered a mattress and a mattress showed up and I just threw it on the floor in our bedroom. And, works, some right? night, and some nights I'll, I'll go to bed and the kids won't have come to our room yet. And Haley's like, we'll be like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, oh, so, cause I'll just go straight to my go mattress. To mattress. Like yep. a dog. And I'll be like, oh, sorry. And then I like climb out of my, but I set my mattress up perfect. Cause I know I'm going back to it. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. The way so I then am. I, you know, it's like, I, I sleep better by myself. And so, uh, it is what it is. And <laughs> I sleep great. And, uh, you know, like Hillary loves to cuddle and the girls love to cuddle. And I just, I'm like, you know what? It works for us. So yeah, and that's awesome. The whole put everybody in their room thing. Like everybody just starts and stays in our room. You know, we'll usually, uh, watch a little TV, watch some Disney plus, and then, um, usually lights out about eight forty-five, nine o'clock and then everybody falls asleep. God, that makes me feel so much better. I don't know if I would have ever admitted that story. If you hadn't, I always, first. you know, thank I'm always, you for anybody, being a leader. Anybody that asks me about parenting advice, I'm like, here's, there's two things. Don't listen to anybody. Do it yourself. Yeah. And don't let your kids ever sleep in the room. And, you know, <laughs> here's what it is. Here's what it is. Do what I say, not what do I as do. as I say, not as I do. That's what my dad always said. Um, did you did you uh, sleep with your – did you sleep in your parents' bed? Did you sleep with your dad or your mom? I think, you know, like you are saying with your kids, I know we had like – we went to bed and then every once in a while we'd end up – I, you know, I remember now sleeping in my own bed. But that's like the earliest memories I have. I do remember maybe sleeping on the floor in their bedroom once or twice. But I think, um, like I said, I think most of the time I was in my own room. Um, so the, my earliest know. memories, like I said, are in my bedroom. Yeah, I loved my own space. But then I loved getting up in the morning and then climbing into bed with them. But I yeah. loved my own space. Yeah, yeah. I love my I, own space. Uh, the kids, like I said, it's – they're, they're not going to do it forever. And that's what we always come back to is, um, they'll, they'll move on eventually. And so it'll be what it is. I don't know many people that sleep with their parents still. So it'd be kind of weird and creepy. Uh, how, uh, how many years have you been married, Rich? I've been married for 10 years. So been with Hillary for 12. And do you think that, um, the most challenging times and, and I'm not, picking anything in specific. I'm just speaking from my own experience. Do you think the most challenging times are behind you? And I, and I'm saying that with the presupposition that all relationships are challenging. Yeah. I w- yeah, I would, I would go with that for sure. Um, uh, for us, the hardest times were when the kids were, when each kid was under six months old, just because they're so, like I said, she's so involved and so good with them as a baby. Um, that, you know, I've not felt like, Um, I got pushed by the wayside, but we just didn't spend as much time together and didn't get as much time together. And so I would definitely say, you know, I, I am not opposed to having more kids. Uh, I would love to have more kids, but man, I am over the baby stage. You know, like I just, I don't think I can go back to that. So, um, yeah, I would say so. We, you know, me and Hillary, um, we're, we understand each other really well now and, um, get along really well and, and kind of know, uh, what works for our relationship. So how, how long were you guys together before you had kids? Uh, we were together for, well, we were together probably six years before we had kids and then we were married for four. So, okay. So it, it's almost like having a new relationship once you have kids, right? Like I was with Haley yeah, for a long time before I had kids. Everything. 
Yeah, you're like, man, this is great. We get along great. And then all of a sudden you got kids in the mix and, and you guys are like, oh, shit, not, we're Who two new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. <laughs> and so that's why I asked that because 10 years in um, of being married and your oldest child being seven, now you're, you're you, if you don't have it figured out by now, and by figured out, I'm not saying that everything's hunky-dory, yeah. but like what you right, said, right. you know each other yeah. really well. You know what triggers her. She knows what triggers you. And you guys try to just respect each other's like – and work on each other or work yeah, on yourselves. Sure. Yeah. It's awesome. Rich, we are at uh, an hour and four minutes. You tell me boss. I really appreciate your time. I have two more pages of questions, but I've, um, I'm really uh, stoked that I got we your can time. Do it again. Yeah, yeah. We can do it again. You demand. Thank yeah, you. My kids are melting down outside. They're pretty pissed that I'm not allowing them in the truck right now. So yeah, let's, uh, we can do this again. Okay. If, if, if people want to hear it again, I don't know. You know. Oh, they like, will. Hey, Savon, don't ever talk to that guy again. He sucks. Uh, listen, we get, enough, this, we get enough of him on his YouTube channel. Like, leave him alone. This is what this is what all the comments are going to be, and I get it. They're going to say this. I just looked at one randomly. Sevon, why are you being so well behaved with Rich? How do you not ask him? How they do adult stuff when they share a bedroom? See, <laughs> so listen. I am not in denial that I am being very. Um, this is a well, ne- next time you can you can ask whatever. The gloves are off. You know the, now that we're friends again uh, from your and, your opening spot. Yeah, and and not that we were never friends, but I had a lot I'm of. Um, okay, kidding. okay, but I had a lot of. Yeah, it was a joke. Sorry, Mike. I needed to communicate that. Hey, I'm going to joke for a second. Don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> Because man- I am an asshole. Like I, 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 Hillary tells me all the time. She's like, "Hey, our kids don't understand sarcasm. You can't talk like that." And I'm like, "Well, they're gonna have to learn sarcasm, you know." Yeah, it, it's we probably have very similar um, attitudes like that. My kids, their favorite thing to say to me is, "Are you joking?" I know. Like, I, like I'll just be like, "Hey, get out of here and do a thousand burpees and don't come back till you're done." They're like, "Well." Oh, oh. And they, uh, like I see a tear coming down and they're like, are you joking? I'm like, yeah, you can't you do a thousand burpees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Ryan, will you take us off live so I can say something to Rich that I don't want anyone to hear? Bye, everybody. And let us know when we're gone. <laughs>